So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media? Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Recorded live. You are listening to Liaison Radio on the TalkShoe Network at TalkShoe.com. Call ID 114-689-POUND. And the pin is one pound if you call in. Um, that should be at the bottom of your chat box if you are in the chat room. If you are listening to this live, of course. And if you are listening to this as a podcast, we're happy about that too. This is Christy, uh, your host. And I have my co-host, Celia, on the line with me. Hi, everyone. So this week, of course, I had to come back and tell you how the Jen Lily fan event went because I know you're all, like, curious and dying now. And I want to share as much as I can. Um, Jen did share some spoilers, but I'm not quite sure how many, how much of that I can share because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just kind of like, did she mention another fan event publicly, so does that technically mean it's available for me to talk about publicly, or should I just put that in my own little box and be like, okay, keep that to myself. I don't know. Like, it's so hard to tell. Um but before we get to that, um, I do have a couple quick announcements. Okay, so I was going through the GH hashtag on Twitter, as I like to do sometimes before the show, and check out really cool tweets and what people have said about General Hospital this week. So one of the things was um, there's this really cool sock monkey that the General Hospital cast has signed off on, and it's being auctioned off for kids. So um, the website is monkeysandmore.myshopify.com, and it's it's uh, a bidding auction that starts in four days, and the auction closes uh, October 30th at 10 a.m. It says AST time because it's being auctioned off from actually another country, which I think is really cool. Um, so all proceeds go to helping um, kids at Christmas through Christmas Daddy's Cape Breton. So this is, uh, I think it's AST time must be um, Canadian. <laughs> but if you check out the website, you'll get like all this information. You'll get the PayPal information you need if you want to make a bid, if you want to email in a bid, or just donate in general. There's pictures of all the cast signing the stock monkey, which is actually really cool. I t- tweeted the information about it. And uh, I, the girl who's running it tweeted me a bunch of the pictures. Um, but it's really cool. It's like it's a sock. It's like a sock monkey, but it's dressed as a nurse because it's, you know, general hospital. So I don't know. I just thought it was kind of cool. So the highest bid wins so and it's so yeah you bid between 25th and 30th 
and there's a PayPal uh, address on the website. So, I mean, it's helping kids. And so I support that. Plus, General Hospital, so it's kind of cool. So, anyways, that is one announcement. The next one, I was part of a really cool collab video um, that Cassandra on Twitter invited me to, and I was, like, really honored because I I haven't edited in years, and I'm trying to get back to editing videos Um, because I know I'm really good at it. It just takes, like, a lot of time. Like, editing videos, like fan videos, is, like, extremely time-consuming, especially if you're a perfectionist like me who will, like, literally edit 30 seconds for, like, six hours until you think it's, like, perfect. Um. Like, it literally takes me at least probably around six hours to edit three seconds. I'm not even kidding. And that's on a good day. Um, so, and that may be broken up over the course of a few days. So, anyways, um, I did this really awesome collab video with Cassandra, who's at Serial underscore Tragedy on Twitter. And uh, I tweeted out, retweeted the link out there for those of you who want to watch it and it's on my Facebook page too. So my Facebook profile, but but yeah, you guys get the gist. So anyways, I wanted to edit, of course, to my girl Liz, but somebody already picked her, but that's okay because I know that editor and she's Ice Love Spire and she's awesome. So um, she did really awesome with Liz Parker's character and Georgie Jones. And I edited Liz Parker from Roswell. Hey to any Roswell fans out there. Hello. Love you guys. (laughs) Like, if you remember this show about, you know, aliens and humans from back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then uh, Lulu Spencer, of course, because that was my other, one of my other favorite characters on General Hospital. And I edited, um, of course, the current Lulu recast. So... So Emmy is in there. Emmy Ryland is in there. And I put some, of course, some Lante moments in there. Had to. So, because that was some of her best work, I think, that people really liked. Because I was like, what am I going to pick for the Like, I don't have any idea. Um, so I just asked people, and I was like, well, we want this moment and this moment. And once you got her memories back. And so I included little bits and pieces in there. So it literally, my part, I'm going to, make public on YouTube of just my part, it's literally eight seconds or no, nine seconds, nine seconds. And I think it took me like four hours. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm crazy about how long it takes me to edit. Like I'm nuts. Because um, I'll sit there and try to perfect it for hours. <laughs> so, yep, I'm really proud of it. Everyone in the collab did a really awesome, awesome job. It's it's um, to the song Moments by, oh, I don't remember the name. It's like Moments by something. I don't know. <laughs> moments, but it's called Epic Female Collab Moments. And I'm going to look it up right now so I can tell you guys the song. I'm not a huge fan of the song, actually. I was not a huge fan of the song. Because I never heard it, heard it, but then I kind of liked it. I kind of grew to like it as I added it more. Um, let's see. 
She actually does sing for plus she sings the song. But anyway, the song's called Moments. So cool video. It has a lot of effects and like it moves really fast, so like you kinda have to keep your eyes peeled to the screen. But that's I like I like videos that move fast and like keep my attention. So anyway, that that's me blabbing about the video. So <laughs> on to the Jen Lily recap portion of our show. Okay. The main portion of our show. <laughs> yes. The main portion that I'm sure most of you are like wanting to hear about. Um, so Celia, I was like I was like freaking out at the event, right? Like I had to text you. I was like, Oh my god, this is like happening. It's like Okay. Yes, I'll tell I you know. You're texting me. <laughs> She's literally <laughs> texting me this. I really was, because I was like, did you remember any of the questions that people asked me to ask Jen? Because I was, like, trying to remember last minute, and I was like, I did not write them down beforehand, and for that I apologize. But then I kind of remembered once Jen came in the room, and I was like, okay, she answered that one, kind of, and then I can ask her to elaborate later. And and then there was one more that I had had asked her at the table when we were all, like, getting our stuff signed, so it was cool. So I was like, yes, Okay. And then I had kind of an anxiety moment, <laughs> panic attack, because I forgot I took my, forgot to take my medication. And this is what happens to me, because I have, like, I was so much looking forward to this event, and I was so anxious that I was, like, my mind immediately starts going, next thing, next thing, next thing, and it doesn't let me, like, go stop. Like, enjoy the moment you're in. <laughs> like, like, stop blabbing. <laughs> like, just calm down. Like, yeah. So anyway, um, I was very happy. I Besides the anxiety, I was very happy to be there. Phantomus just kind of made me anxious, especially when I'm, like, was super excited. Last weekend, so. It was my birthday last weekend. I had a lot going on. Um, I probably should have taken a drink or something before Jen's back. I was just like, I know. Lay me down. Yeah, like after the event, I was like, I really need a drink now. <laughs> like, like, I need to calm down. So anyway, um, Jen walks in and she is looking fabulous because she's wearing all of Teresa's clothes from Days of Our Lives. She's wearing the like sweater dress she wore, I believe, when Brady proposed to her on screen, and her like black. I don't know if you call it a bomber jacket, but it's like a black leather jacket. Uh, that was really cool. And it was cold in the room. So anyone who was like, hey, Jen, you're like in Orlando, like it's not that cold. Like uh, it was cold in the room. Like they had it so air conditioned. Like I brought my jacket because I bring a jacket with me everywhere because I get cold. So, yeah, it was cold in the room. Um, she had on like these little heel boots, like platforms. Because they always have her on platforms on the show because Eric Mars' office is like 6'2", and she's like 5. Oh, my gosh, I forgot her height. I think she said she's 5'2", or something. Like, something really short. Shorter than him, like by a foot or something like that. So, um, she's shorter than me, I think, actually. I'm taller than Jen Lilly, like, which to me is like, I feel like I'm just kind of average, like 5'6". But, anyways, um... She came out and she literally talked our ear off for like 30 minutes. <laughs> and it sounds like something I would do because 
I just blab on and on. But uh, she basically updated us on her life, uh, on what she's been working on, all her projects uh, aside from days and basically what's been going on at days and how she left days and how she's basically mostly on good terms with days and how she still brings some pumpkin spice uh, cake or cookies. <laughs> Whatever. You know, Jen, she makes a lot of pumpkin spice stuff. Um, and she talked to us about her new candle that she has out. I think it's Shining sol.com I think is where you find it. They had it at the event. She had like autographs, one for a raffle, which I lost, but you know, I lose a lot of things usually. <laughs> so I didn't expect to win and I just kind of did it hoping, you know, that money, that money goes to charity because all of the stuff she really does goes to charity. So, and let's see, I'm, I'm really trying to think. I wanted to write down a lot of notes, but I also wanted to really listen to what she was saying during the event without having to, like, constantly write down, like, tons of notes. I wrote down a few. So I'm going to go to the questions that I know a couple of people wanted me to ask. One of, one of them, Holly, I already know you know the answer, that I got the answer for you. But I'm going to go to this other one about that I think one of the guests in the chat room two weeks ago asked about Jen's Airbnb and that she's running it with Jason. She said she's having fun with it. It's a smart house, she said. Like, she runs it, I think, by online, by computer or something, by, like, she has security access codes so, like, no one knows where the house is. No one can break into it. Like, she's very protective on who she, you know, gives the address to and stuff. Um, So... She said it's she said it's hilarious actually. She loves she thinks it's I guess hilarious that she's running an Airbnb. I think she said she's running like five or something. Um she said she's gotten uh, lots of she said she, oh, and also she got lots of gifts um from fans for her baby, for her foster baby. Which of course I expect I expected to Jen's fans. You know, we love her. We're awesome. We want to give gifts to her kids. So um, I'm trying to think what else she said about her Airbnb. All I remember is that she said it was a smart house. And it's so hard. You know, you're there and you're like so excited to be there. And it's like it kind of almost like her answers for me kind of go in one ear and out the other. And then I kind of like remember very little later. So I apologize because I'm kind of like Dory. I have short-term memory. <laughs> so if I don't write it down, it's like practically gone. Like I don't remember. So that's why I try to write down at least some notes. Keep on planning. Keep on planning. Okay, sorry. I'm done. <laughs> you you said Dory. I did, because I'm like, and I said, keep on swimming, keep on swimming. Yeah, you have to keep on swimming. So I'm just going to keep on swimming for you guys and, like, read what I have, like, more notes. Um, Because this is, like, what I got to work with people. So, (laughs) all right. Um, So I basically, I think the the gist of it is she's got some Airbnbs. She runs them by computer. They're smart houses, and she's very protective over them, but I think it's going very well from what I heard, from what I remember. Um, Okay. 
and then the fostering thing, fostering the babies. Um, a fan asked her what the name of her foster baby was, and that was technically a little question before the first question of the event, which I asked her, which I babbled on before I asked her, but anyway, I asked her. Anyway, um, she... She said about fostering uh, for, I guess, children, like young children that are not babies, like toddlers and up, are 6 to 18 months. Usually fostering, she explained a little bit about the fostering process because there's a fan who asked, like, oh, okay, well, how does that go? And she's pretty good about explaining it. Like, she knows her stuff. Um, And she said babies are usually, like, 6 to 12 months a fostering, and then the parent is eligible to reparent and, like, reapply, you know, basically reapply for custody of their kid. Um, And her heart is to save children and help them. And that's why she's doing the fostering, you know. It's not for, like, selfish reasons, obviously, because if you know Jen, you know, she's not selfish. Like, she really does have a heart for children. Mm -hmm. So, let's see. That was it on the fostering. Okay, so she said some awesome stuff about days. And I really, let me just say it ends well for her character, okay? Like, she will go off screen. I think I think it's been in, the, like, the soap news that her character goes off screen suddenly. Mm-hmm. But it's not bad okay so i'm trying we to know apply we know I'm it's sometime in november without actually saying it so if you guess like good for you because i don't want to get in trouble and, well and also when she talked to us a couple of weeks ago she said mid to end of november too so <clears throat> when we interviewed her a couple of weeks ago so her character will be off screen in november yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say. I mean, I think it's sort of a happy ending for her character because there's still. Let me put it this way: there's still an opportunity for her to return because she did say, and I think I can say this without getting in trouble. And sorry, Jen, like, like if I do, um, that she did want to come back is recurring, and she wanted to be on recurring status, and. She she basically was told no, like all or nothing. And she's like, well, I haven't seen my husband in like, you know, three years. So <laughs> I'm going to pursue other opportunities and, you know, leave the show, basically. Um, so, which is sad because I wish they just let her be recurring. Like, I don't, I don't know why they, you know, but, you know, that's network executives for you. So <laughs> that sucks. Um so she said that, and she said, um, you know, she said on our show that she definitely wouldn't go back to GH, that, you know, if she's going to go back to any soap, it would be days. That's her family, and she very much, you know, made that and clear. She loves the family over there. Right. Which makes, makes perfect sense. Um, so let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What else did she say? I'm trying to think of this in my brain. Um, and it's distracting because there's people who live on top of me who make very loud footsteps. 
She talked about fostering. She talked about days a little bit. She said things are going to be a little bit strained, I guess, for her and Brady. Like, you know, because basically I'm implying, I have to kind of imply this, I guess. And I don't know how I could say this in a way. Like, like it's going to be hard for them in the end, you know, because she's leaving the show. So there's going to be some, I guess, heartbreaking scenes coming up with them to watch. Um, and let's see. Because she, she actually described one of them, one of them, one of the scenes that she's going to have with Brady on the show and I want to kind of say a few things about it, but they're kind of spoilers, so I can't. Um, but I'll just say that that she she thought she was almost going to vomit on Eric Martzoff in the scene because of how emotional it was. So, and it was hilarious how how she worded it. Like it was really funny. Um, but. Kudos for Jen, and uh, she held it in, and she did not vomit on Eric Marthoff. Um But she, she's, uh, she really puts, you know, all her all in her work, and you can tell that when she talks about it. Uh, she did talk, you know, quite a bit about that. Okay, she talked about. Basically, what she talked about on our show two weeks ago, she talked about the event, about her projects coming up, like the wedding do-over, um, the Pixar, I think it's Pixar, Hallmark. She kind of discussed, like, how Hallmark, I think, split into two companies or something like that. And anyway, she's doing that, the Encounter series for the for, for them. She talked about that. So basically, she covered all the stuff like that's covered on our show that she has coming out when I asked her like, okay, well, what do you have coming out that, you know, people can see you in? And she covered that. And she talked about Grey's Anatomy and how awesome that was. And of course she covered the whole Renoki, Virginia story of how she found someone who lived in Renoki, Virginia, like her on the show and how she thought it was awesome. So she basically recapped that story again, um, like she did on our show. I don't know. I'm sure other people, like, remember more than me. So ask people who were there on Twitter because I only remember a little, like, half of it. Um, I wish I had taken more notes. And the thing was is they made us turn off our phones before she came in the room. So you could not take pictures of her coming in. I could not record, which killed me, actually, because when I asked my first question – She had literally like a 10-minute response that I would have loved to record on audio because, you know, I can't remember anything unless I write it down. So I only got bits and pieces of it, basically like the gist of what she told me. But it was like literally one of the most amazing answers because I basically asked her a two-parter question. So I asked the first question after babbling on about stuff because she explained in her event that she – got delayed like an hour and a half in the airport and how she was sleep deprived and almost didn't think she'd make her flight because she was at the security line and it was like 15 minutes to the time her flight was going to leave and she didn't think she was going to make it. And it was kind of similar to how my story, like 
I was literally running late because of traffic, and I wanted to get my nails and makeup done before the event because, you know, I want to look good in my pictures. So, because, you know, picture day, like, I need to look good. Like, I don't wear makeup on a normal basis, like, at all, because I think God thinks I'm beautiful no matter if I wear makeup or not. So, you know when I'm wearing makeup that it must be, like, a special day. So, I was, like, running around doing that thinking I'm going to have enough time, you know, half an hour will be enough to get there. So I leave where I'm at thinking I'll have enough time, and then literally we get down the street where the hotel is, where the event is, and it's literally going on like 155, and traffic is literally inching forward. I mean like inching forward, and I'm like starting to have a kind of panic mini attack, anxiety attack, and I start praying to Jesus, like, please, just let this traffic move, like, this event is literally in five minutes, like, I thought I would be there early, I thought I'd be signed in, like, I'm, I'm, like, flipping out, so, I kind of, I didn't made it just on time, and we actually didn't get in the room until, like, I think almost ten minutes after two, but, I literally am, like, panicking, and, of course, my friend who's with me is, like, swearing at traffic, and I'm, like, this is not making me feel any better. So I quickly recap this to Jen before my first question, which is probably part of, you know, my anxiety, and then kind of the light switch went off in my head later during raffle time, like, oh, I'm having anxiety issues. So anyway, I asked Jen my question, and uh, I asked her, and this is how you can tell me just recapping. Can you tell how much anxiety I had about this? Like a lot. So I asked her a kind of a serious question, and I said, you know, Jen, it's kind of a serious question. So she's like, she's like, okay. She put her coffee down. She like, she like, you know, sat up, and she's like, okay. And I asked her how do you handle criticism for being a Christian in Hollywood and by taking, like, risky roles like Teresa Donovan? Because she got criticism for that. Um, There's an article in the Christian Post. She said about how can you take this role of Teresa Donovan and call yourself a Christian and blah, blah, blah. And she basically said they had to renege the article because she gave them a really awesome response because she's awesome like that. Um, So basically she said Christians are flawed people and that's okay and that's real. And she takes whatever criticism she gets as an opportunity to be gracious and kind and show kindness um, in the face of opposition. And she actually got um, advice from Jonathan Jackson when she was on um, General Hospital because he is, I'm sure, faced criticism as well because he's also a Christian. And, of course, she prayed to, prayed to God uh, about it and he told the story of how God basically told her, I died for the Teresas of the world. And I know that you're going to take this role and you're not going to play it like every other actress because every other actress would play it for the sex and the thrills and in the, in, you know, because you know how Teresa was in the beginning when she came on days, you know, she was a bad girl. And 
And basically God knew that Jen was going to take that role and play the complete, like, vulnerable part of Teresa on how when the guy of the night walks out the door, you'll see that part of Teresa where she still feels like I'm still lonely, like I'm still searching for something, like I still feel empty and horrible after what, you know, I did. Like it didn't really make me feel any better. You know, it's just like a temporary comfort. So, yeah, basically she told that story of how God chose her to audition for the role even though she didn't want to. And it's just a really, like, amazing story. Um, And I just wish I could record it because it was, like, literally, like, the most amazing answer. So if I ever get her back on the show, I think I'll probably ask her the question again. And so you all can hear it because, I mean, it was was incredible. Like, she quoted Bible verses and, I mean, I was just, like, like, floored. And it's her job. So, yeah, I mean, that's what she does, you know, so. I mean, she's one of the most amazing people Mm -hmm. I know. She is. She is so amazing. To know. Um, And I'm privileged enough to to know. No, what I'm Um, saying is just because she's a Christian, you know, it's her job, you know, to play different roles. So. Different Christian actors, you know, like, see that differently. Like, like I'm going to give you an example just because I talked about it with her a little bit on one-on-one, and I had to ask her about this. Because I'm, I have a, a oh, question on him, and I know he's married, one? and that's fine. Because <laughs> I respect that. Um there's this Christian actress, he actor. He's also Joe. She's he's um, Joe Smallbone of King for for King and Country, and he's in Priceless, and he was in Book of Esther with Jen. So he's very guarded. He will not do stage kisses, which means he will not kiss for acting. Because like when he did the movie with Jen, he was about he was engaged to his girlfriend and about to be married. And even now, in Priceless, there's no kissing in the movie on his part. You know, there's, like, hand-holding, but there's no kissing. So he's very, like, guarded with his heart. Mm-hmm. So and so it's really a personal, you know, I guess it's a personal choice, kind of how you view it. And, and Jen mm-hmm. views it, you know. Jen is a little bit different. So, but, you know, I I believe Jen when she says, you know, she prayed to God and God said this. If that's what God says, do it. Like, I, I'm all about following, you know, his voice and his lead. So, hey, I, I just loved her answer. And I'm, I'm one day I'll, maybe she'll be willing to share that on air because um, it was just a really amazing answer. When she comes back, if she will come back one day. Hopefully. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, crossing my fingers, Jen, because you know I'd love you to have on the fifth time and the sixth time and the seventh time. <laughs> we can just make you a co-host, Jen. Yeah, I know. I need to email Jen and be like, 
co-host with us. We don't do it all the time. You don't have to do it all the time. Like, you know. But I know she's always busy. This girl, Mm -hmm. like, gets, like, little to no sleep now with fostering this child, which is so amazing. So, like, welcome to parenthood. You will get no sleep. <laughs> yeah, she said you sleep deprived, and she tried to sleep on the plane, and then she woke up thinking, like, in panic, like, thinking she had missed landing or something. I don't know. So she she described a little bit of that, and <laughs> just like, oh, Jen. So, uh, yeah, it was, you know, overall, it was... um. It was a really fun event. They raffled off some things. I did get something. Um, I didn't get the candle, but they raffled off various pictures and a T-shirt, I think, and a bag. Bag. I don't know what was in the bag. I got this picture that I can put on my fridge of Anne and Teresa. So that was cool. I got her to sign that to me. And awesome. yeah. your refrigerator. Yeah, my fridge. She signed over her one of her eyes in the picture, which I think is kind of funny. But I know she didn't mean to, but she was poor Jen. She sleep deprived. She probably didn't realize she signed over her eyeball in the picture. Um, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it don't matter. I love you. <laughs> and both your eyeballs. You're beautiful. Um, yeah. Uh, my yeah. friend. Went. My um, friend. Talking about signed autographs, a friend of mine went to the Laura Wright and Taylor Tyler Christopher and that one a couple months or a month ago, a couple weeks ago, whenever it was. Oh, and yeah. while he was there, he got Laura Wright to sign and a picture for me. So I'm waiting Yay! for it in the mail. I know. I, I was. I didn't even ask him or anything. He's like, he he um. He's like, you got a DM. I said, okay. So I checked my DM, and it was like a picture. Or he's like, check Twitter, and it was like a picture. I was like, oh my god. Then I, I didn't ask for it. You know, I just told him to tell, you know, tell Laura. I said hi, and I love her. Um. So yeah. So it says Celia, and then it says Laura Wright. I was like, oh. <laughs> so I'm waiting for it. Yay. Yeah, mine's just like too Christy. You know, love Jen. Really. Um. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I wasn't even really going to get a picture because I've had, like, picture signed by Jen in the past. I'm like, I'm more worried about the picture with her, which looked great, by the way. Thank you. Oh, it looks awesome, by the way. (laughs) I saw it. I love it. Yeah. I wore a dress that day, which I don't wear dresses, okay? I don't wear dresses that often at all because I'm more of, like, a tomboy, like, jeans and a T-shirt, you know, wear my yoga pants like I wear my I'm yoga not... pants to work because my boss lets me <laughs> like seriously I'm not I'm not lady like to wear a dress <laughs> it's horrible to say but yeah I'm like I can't wear skirts that like go you know to my knees because I'm just like okay <laughs> mine went to my knees and I still felt naked underneath so I actually wore some shorts no joke because I told my friend like I forgot to wear them the first and then I told my friend like okay we were going to stop by the hotel before the event and I was like you need to run up and get my shorts because 
He's like, do you want anything from the room? And I'm like, my shorts. Like, please get my shorts because I, I, I feel naked under this dress. <laughs> I, know, I, have to, I have to literally, yes, I have to wear boy shorts, like, underneath, like, my short skirts or my short dresses because I'm not, like, ladylike enough. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, what if you're getting out of the car and someone, like, sees something they shouldn't, you know? I'm like, I'm not going to pull that on anyone. So, you know, it's just better to be safe. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. I'll be right back. You continue talking about your event. Okay. Uh, so, let's see. Jen, Jen, Jen. Okay, silent auctions. I was going to talk about that. So, I did it on um, a one-on-one time with Jen, which is like 15, 20 minutes. I don't even know one by so quick not be like 15 or 20 minutes. I want more time. Anyway, I could talk to Jen all day is what my point is. So um, the money went to charity, which is why I bid it, because I would never bid that much money without going to charity. Trust me. Um, Because that was like a walk. Um, uh, But I love Jen, and I love that she gives it to charity. And she also had like um, drinks with her after and a voicemail thing. Like, Jen could create your voicemail. Um, what else did she have? Oh, a photo shoot with a bunch of people that it on, which was way too expensive for me, um, which would have been awesome, but it's okay. Um, trying to remember what else she had on there. Oh, lunch. Lunch with her. Um, no one bid it on it because the, they start out at a minimum bid and it was really high. I won't say the amount, but it was really high. Like, I think that's why no one bid on it. Um, yeah, that was kind of it, I think. I think that was all of her silent auctions, I want to say. Oh, there was like a folder, some kind of folder, I think, from days. It didn't say days on it, though. It's like B&B, like a company maybe that's featured on days, like one of those fake companies, you know, like Kate's company or something. I don't know, like somebody's company on days. Um, And it had some kind of like interesting inserts, like, I don't know. There wasn't pictures in there or anything. It was just kind of like a prop I think they used on days. So that was auctioned off to, oh, and a script, a signed script of days. Um, yeah, that covers, that covers it. That about covers it. Um, so how it went after they did the two raffles for the candle and then for the stuff on the table, that was just like a regular raffle. And then of course, you know, you could buy pictures of Jen and the other actors who were there because it was like a whole day thing. They had Kathleen Gaddy there. They had, I think, Brandon Brash the night before. Um, well, I'm totally blinking on this name. Hello, Spinelli. Guy was Spinelli. <laughs> oh, was there? Oh my gosh! Now, like I, I met him too. Hey, Spinelli, Bradford. Yes. Bradford. And- Thank you, Bradford Anderson. Was there after Jen, and they set up a bar for his event. Like, whoa! Apparently, uh, Bradford's taken up drinking. I heard. I, I don't know, because when I went to his event back in like 2009, I didn't see a bar. Maybe I missed something. But I was like, uh, Bradford. You can't miss now. a okay. You miss a bar. <laughs> like a, a bar. Like it wasn't an open bar, but it was, I'm sure, a very expensive bar. It was there. 
um, he did come over. I was talking to Jen one-on-one, and he did come over for a quick second to say hi to Jen. So I could say, hi, Bradford. So I saw Bradford for like two seconds. I said, hi. Um, that was cool. He probably doesn't even remember me, but I got to say hi. Uh, so I've met him. I think I met him at GH Fan Club Weekend a couple times too, but, you know, these these actors, they meet so many people except for Jen because I know she'll always remember me. Um, yeah, so basically after the raffles and the silent auctions were over, um, everyone uh, waited until the table was called. There was five tables. Of course, I was at table number five in the back. But I did have actually a pretty nice view of Jen, and I wish I got better pictures, but they asked us to turn off our phones, and then they're like, okay, now you can take pictures of Jen, and it took forever for my iPhone to turn back on when they said we could take pictures of Jen. So I barely got any good pictures of her, and so I had to ask her at the end as she was leaving if she could take another quick picture, like if she could pose for a picture because I didn't really get good ones um so that's why some of them i made them like kind of cropped so it took out like you know some of the background so you could just see jen um yeah so sorry y'all um i'm sure there's other people you can ask over there who took like probably better pictures got better pictures than i did because like i got gypped because they said turn off your phones but apparently other people just kind of put their phones on silent and just put them away and didn't actually turn off their phones completely like I do because I completely turned off my phone. And then I got gypped because it literally took like a minute to take off my, to turn on my iPhone, and then she was done posing for pictures at that point. So I was like, really? Um, yeah. So that's why my picture is like she's moving and she's putting on a jacket, and yeah. Uh, okay. So so I waited probably like an hour until they got to my table, which is fine. And that was when I was probably texting you, Celia. Yep. <laughs> Freaking out. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. waiting. Um, so they just rotated us. Like Jen sat at the same table, like table one. And then we just came to her. So I made good friends with uh, Howard this guy, Howard, who sat with me, and he was really good because I was totally zoning out a few times at the event, and he was like, oh, like, it's our, it's about to be our turn to go see Jen. And I'm like, thanks for keeping me on the up and up, Howard. Because <laughs> I was totally, like, in my own world the entire time. Like, I mean, I I don't know. I, I had a lot of craziness going on in my head that day. Like, like just, yeah, it was Christie's world was a little haywire that day just because of all the anxiety, I think, and excitement. So if any of you have been to fan events and you're really excited to see that actor or actress and you start, like, blabbing, then you probably know how I feel. Um, yeah. But uh, this, I interacted a little bit with the fans at the table. So aside from Howard, I mean a little bit, but not that much. Um there was a woman at the table who brought her, like, teenage son to every event. I'm like, wow, that's kind of expensive. You had to pay for him for every event. And uh, he took quite a bit of time staring at me, so that was nice. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> like, he literally stared at me. Like, almost every time I looked up, I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's, like, 16. Can you, like, please stop staring? Like, okay, I know I'm beautiful, y'all, but, like, he couldn't stop staring for just, like, a little bit of time. It was just really awkward for me. I, I don't do well with people staring at me. 
I don't know how you all do, but I don't do very well. I was just like, I want to get out of this room. Like, just, just, I just kind of stared at myself most of the time. Um, so that's why I was kind of zoned out because I was just like thinking on my phone because I was like, I don't want to see this guy staring at me. Um, so no offense to the mother who's like listening to this. Like, I'm sorry, but your son's like staring at me. Um, see me out. See. He was checking me out, man. He was checking me out. He really was. Um, but I guess I'll take that as a compliment. So. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, we did a little bit of, like, talking about GH, and I made my comments clear that I really don't like the fact that they're recasting so much, and then I think it's a problem, and people kind of just went silent. I was like, is that a bad thing to say? Because it's problem <laughs> like um so i guess maybe some people were like okay with recast at my table and people were a fan of morgan Corinthus at my table and i was not so let's just say my comments were not well received because i i mean i put it kind of harshly so i do apologize because like when he went away i was just kind of like bye and that's kind of what i said <laughs> Not probably really bad, and I'm sorry to all the Morgan Corinthos fans. Like I'm sorry, I, I was just not not a big fan of him. I do understand his bipolar disorder, believe me, but like he just made some poor choices, uh-huh. and honestly, I felt like he was, if not fully, but partly to blame for his own death because it's like he made his own choices to drink on his medication and go to the bar. And I mean, he had to know at some point he was hallucinating. Like, Kiki's not going to go and cheat on you that fast. Like, even though she was cheating on him that night, she wasn't, like, having sex with Dylan. I mean, it was just so crazy. Like, I just, I'm not a fan of Morgan. Sorry. I hope they just don't bring him back for a while, personally, because I just, I, I don't, I I just don't like how they recast. They're just so quick to jump to recast every character as soon as they're gone. It's like, I'm good. I'm good with him being gone for a while. He can be presumed dead and then come back from the dead, like, you know, a few years later. I don't care. That's just my thing. But my comments were not well received, so oh, well. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, Let's... Let's see. Um, Howard, who I talked with, was mostly like more of a GH fan than a Days fan. I was like, fine, because like I was more of a GH fan than a Days fan, just because like Days is kind of my secondary show, and I couldn't keep up with it because they took all of the you know Jen's clips off YouTube, and now I can't you know really catch up. Like I, I kept up for about the first. I want to say six months to a year she was on. I think by the October, it was around October of the first year she was on, I lost track, and I was like, this is too much, I can't. Uh, Yeah, so unfortunately that happened. So I got to Jen's table, and we we all talked to her for like, I want to say like 10 minutes while she was autographing our stuff. And then we got to take all take pictures with her and 
question, gave me a hug, and she's like, I'm so happy you're here. And we really got to talk during our one-on-one. And I felt really bad for Jen because apparently she hadn't ate anything but a protein bar (laughs) all day. And so she was like, felt like she was going to throw up (laughs) while I was with her. And I felt so terrible. She had have ginger ale. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Um, She's like, I need sleep and I need food. And I'm like, yeah, I would think so. Um, So I was just like, I felt so bad. This girl's like sleep deprived. She feels sick. <laughs> like, like, oh, she, you know, because she had so much stuff back to back. Even after her event ended with the photo shoot, I waited around, you know, during the photo shoot so she could talk to me, and then she talked to me. Um, so we talked for a good bit, and she, you know, got the update on my life because, you know, we're like, I just feel like me and Jen are like friends. So, um. She asked me about my job. I'm like, please don't even ask about my job. I don't even want to go there right now. I need to escape from my job. <laughs> like, you know, my job's stressful. All you can pray for me because I'm tired of dealing with numbers. Um, uh, yeah, so I I got to ask her, like, a couple of good things. Oh, I asked her about, I forgot to say earlier, I did at the table ask her if she ever wanted to come back to Vegas because Holly wanted to know that. And she knew it was Holly. Actually, when I asked her, she said, oh, is it Holly? And I couldn't remember. And then later, Holly asked me, like, oh, did she know it was me? And I was like, oh, yeah, she did say your name. So she knew it was you, Holly, that you asked. Um, So she said no because she personally doesn't like the city because she's not a fan of gambling and she's not a fan of drinking. And she thinks it's kind of, I think she said it's dirty and dirty to her. I don't know. So she's personally just not a fan of Las Vegas. So she would only go back to Las Vegas for Eric Marsoff if they were to do a fan event again together. So basically that was her answer. Um, so sorry, Holly, because I know you live in Arizona or Nevada and you were fairly close to Las Vegas. Um, so, yeah, that's what she said. And I believe she'll be back probably next year to Orlando for another fan event. They'll make it like a yearly thing. That's kind of what the gist of it that I got from Debbie, who ran the event, Debbie O'Connor, who ran a great event, by the way. So I'm trying to remember what I talked about with Jen, but I can't, of course, remember half of what I talked about. We talked about Joe for a bit. So I had to, I had to ask. I'm kind of fascinated. A little bit, a little crush on Joel, but I'm sure I'm not alone because the man's kind of gorgeous. So, um, let's see. I I honestly think that that really about covers it. So, Jen is just really poor sweet, and if you ever get a chance to meet her, it's worth the money. It's worth going. She's just awesome. So that's that's kind of it, honestly. If I remember anything else, I will I'll say it on Twitter at a later time or something. But that's that's everything, I think. Is there anything you remember, Celia, that I told you that I haven't said? Uh, not that I remember. Yeah, so you're not good with the memory either, huh? <laughs> No, honestly, I call it mommy brain. 
Yeah. I have the excuse. I call it mommy brain. Uh, so. Yeah, I just call it like I'm Dory, you know, and I suffer from short-term memory loss <laughs> brain. So I do seriously think it's a problem. Like, I think I need to get myself checked out. I don't know, but it could be, you know, a side effect of medications and stuff. I don't know. Who knows? Um, so I thought we'd go through some GH tweets. Uh, I found some really cool ones from you guys this week about GH. I've watched a little bit. I've watched some Kiki and Dylan scenes and, of course, the Liz scenes she had with Franco, which great to me. Um, I haven't watched any of it. And All if you, right. of course, as usual, haven't watched any of it. Oh, no. Okay. What? Sorry. I just got a tweet from Dawn. Hey, Dawn. Love you. Um, she tried loading my show tonight and talked to um, her Windows 10. Won't let it load. Very frustrating. Sorry. I, I, I can record. See, Windows 10 is a serious problem because ever since I updated Windows 10, I got viruses and all this stuff, and the upload, the updates take forever. It updated during my vacation. I am telling you, it literally took like two hours to update at least, probably. Just on updates. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Windows 10 needs to, like, go. Like, I want, my, I want my Windows 8 back, and now since it's past the three months since I updated, like, I have to go back to, like, rebooting it, basically, because I didn't back up, and I should have backed up before Windows 10. I didn't back up. My my stupid butt didn't back up. So now i got to, like, have to save all my stuff and then basically reboot to factory settings. Uh-huh. Anyway. So <laughs> I got sidetracked there. Can you tell? Um, so GH tweets. GH tweet segment time. Do you want to say any, Celia? Do you um, have any that you want to share right off the bat? Or I can go. I'm looking right now. Um, I'm looking, but you can do it. And I'll be back. Okay. Ugh. So... Some of these were really quite hilarious, actually. So I got to give some likes to some of you guys out there because they're really freaking funny. Okay. So one of them was from at M underscore Berkus. She says, Ava grieved Nick more than Alexis. Now she's going to do the same with Morgan while Michael and Christina will be MIA. Hashtag GH, hashtag Joey, hashtag Fire Frank. Ouch. Yeah. Not a happy GH camper. Um, and then this one was kind of funny. At a Bee Candy Land Girl, which, by the way, love your Twitter name. Um, love that games kid. Um, Queen Candace says, skinny jeans on a kidnapper? Okay. Because um, if you didn't watch this week, Maxie got kidnapped, which for a reason I don't understand why. I'm pretty sure it has to do with Claudette and her crazy line, but uh, at Liaison Junkie said, um, 
about Frizz plotting on how to save the hospital. It says, I love these two uh, planning to not blow up the world. Hashtag DH, hashtag Frizz. And at Mind Blogler says, I hope Ava buys Windermere. If only Nick was still alive, they could have gotten married and Ava moved in. She's made to live on a creepy island. <laughs> hashtag DH. Um, at Andrea9192 says, hashtag DH, these car scum scenes are repetitive and dull. Mm. Something new, please. At Emily BZ7 says, yeah, Jason, moving one town over will make you practically invisible. Good plan. Hashtag DH. And then she has uh, Dean Winchester as the grip, which she rocks for that one. And I'm about to repeat it just for the Dean Winchester Griff. But it's true. Oh, I like Griffin and Liz. Okay. You have some? Um, no, um, Twitter Dreamer twenty has a picture of Liz and Griffin. Um, for the banner. Um, I'm gonna retweet yeah. it. Oh. I tweeted that. I was so and pretty and I I wish they could at least show them more friendship wise but he's stuck in like this lane I think it's kind of a let me just say this I'm not a fan of how it's being written the storyline he's in I'll just say that he could Uh, be there more for Liz and they could develop that friendship but no they don't want to go there so they want to keep him in the maxi Nathan and call that drama so whatever um, Chad at Journal Star four eight nine said, "If I if I wrote GH, no more pets, no more favoritism, no no hiring the people who kiss my ass. If you're mm-hmm. writing, phone it in. Amen to that one, brother. Totally yeah, I like that one too. Uh, at I'm only busy seven. Says, so Griffin is just going to take liar liar's word for for it that Charlotte his daughter hashtag DH uh, yeah apparently he is and apparently Robin is coming back um, yes that is some news um Morgan's funeral is November eleventh these people obviously are not Jewish. <laughs> I read that one. I feel like we could read a little bit of the um I'm gonna read a little bit of the article from the uh I think it's ABC Soaps and Depth um that someone tweeted um who tweeted it actually at Brud with two D's uh zero eight um Hmm, so Robin's return isn't about Anna then, dot, dot, dot. Uh, GH um, had a little emoji there. Uh, let's see. Okay, so in the article it says, comings and goings, latest cast changes. Uh, Kimberly McAuliffe, McAuliffe, who most recently visited in May for the Nurses Ball, is making a short return trip in Fort Charles. She'll first air on October 27th. It's always kind of a mutual thing. So the actress is getting the call to come back. I let Frank Valentini, executive producer, know when I will have some time. And he and the writers worked 
me in if it makes sense for the story. She had a great time being back. So fun, she enthuses. I had some really intense scenes, and it felt nice to call in some of the memories and history of Robin's character. I also got to work with Manola. He's Anna a bit, and that's always a delight. I love seeing everybody and bringing Robin back to life from time to time. And that's it. That's oh, just a little no. short. But... So who knows? I like that they're bringing history back. I like when they, they actually, like, respect history, but I don't know. They also rewrite it, so I don't, I don't know what to think. Celia, do you have any more? Um, not that I see. Do you have any more? I do. Um, I have a couple more. Uh, at General Star 489 says, I know it will be Nathan, but Maxie being kidnapped and gassed by a Valentine Cassidine should have Felicia and Anna saving her instead. Hashtag huge. That I actually agree with. Um, at Rosebud9979 says, Hashtag GH seriously. GH seriously needs to work on better pacing and continuity. It takes the momentum out of the stories when you don't see stuff for days. That's very true, because we don't see mm-hmm. Dylan for, like, a week, and then he pops up, like, when it's convenient for them to write him in. Like, I don't I don't like it. Just saying. And then when it's convenient for Epiphany to be there, like, for Sabrina's funeral, okay, then we'll see Epiphany. Have we seen her since? Nope. So. Yeah. Just, just my point. So... So they only, like, write those characters in when it's, like, convenient for them to, like, oh, okay, now we can write them in. Someone died. Like, really? Come on, GH, get it together. So, yeah, that's, that's I think, about covers our GH tweet uh, segment. So... There's an article that came out, which is a great discussion question for us. Uh, I know you haven't been watching Celia, but Ava, for a while, she's been doing this for months, I think, has been replacing a lot of the drugs that Morgan's been taking for his bipolar with placebos. So that's why his medication's off and he's going, you know, crazy and not making good decisions, good rational decisions. So the title of this Inquisitor article is, Will Ava Pay for Her Role in Morgan's Death? Ooh, interesting. I don't know. Do you think Ava will get away with it? I don't know. Well, I'm going to read a little bit. I'm going to read this article. For those of you who have not seen it, it, it's a new one. It literally came out in the last, like, 15 hours. Um, You can Google it. Um, so one of General Hospital's main villains has her work cut out for her. Having evaded justice for three years, Ava Jerome, more or less, has been the proverbial thorn of the Corinthian family side. Ava Jerome joined the show in 2013, and she has been causing mayhem ever since. 
Three months after being introduced in General Hospital, Ava murdered Sonny's fiance, Connie Falconeri, to keep Connie from exposing her monster's brother's true identity. She has never answered for her crimes, even though everyone at Port Charles knows that she is guilty. She had recently been blackmailed for it by former DA Paul Hornsby. He was in possession of the secret recording of her confession of the killing and had been using it to get her to do his bidding. That all fell apart when it turned out that Paul was an unhinged killer himself. The revelation rocked General Hospital earlier this month. As if Ava had not gotten away with it now, she had also been plotting the demise of her daughter's relationship with Sonny's son, Morgan Corinthos. And last Friday's episode, October 14th, Morgan was blown up by a car bomb planted by Sonny and then for Ava's brother, Julian. Morgan is presumed dead. Morgan, who suffered from bipolar disorder, was in the Theros of a manic episode and heavily intoxicated when he stole Julian's car. That episode had been brought on by Ava, who had switched out Morgan's meds with placebos. With Ava having contributed to the events that led to Morgan's death, she tried to cover her tracks in yesterday's general hospital. She managed to sneak into Morgan's room and switch back the medication so no one would know what she did if he tested his meds. Since his death, everyone in poor Charles had been trying to figure out what instigated Morgan's behavior. He had been on medication ever since leaving the Freeman Clinic. In Thursday's episode, his grief-stricken mother, Carly, pleaded with his doctor to help her figure out where it all went wrong. Not able to understand how Morgan hit a downward spiral so quickly and without any reason. Ava is not out of the woods yet. She was caught hanging out in Morgan's room by Avery's new nanny, Nellie. Oh. Yeah, but Avery's new nanny. Um, she probably called in a perturbed Sonny who was thrown off by Ava's presence. Due to his own mental state, he lacked the clarity to find it overtly suspicious. Fast forward to the end of Thursday's General Hospital, and Ava had thrown Morgan's fake pills into a public garbage can. Just when she cleared the scene, a beloved hand reached in and pulled them out. Has someone finally gotten the good on Ava? And if so, who? In a week that has seen General Hospital's entire cast of characters mourning Morgan, all of them have been playing the blame game with Sonny, serving as the principal recipient of their outrage. The whole ordeal has left Sonny in a stupor and has almost cost him his marriage to Carly. Would finding out that Ava caused the erratic behavior that led to Morgan's death make any difference? Ava certainly thinks so. And whose hand was in that glove? Ava has many enemies, but no one seemed to be on her as of late. Is it the mysterious Nellie? Just before the latest general hospital ended, Nellie listened to Sonny testify firsthand about how much he detests Ava and why. Did she take it upon herself to shadow the shady Jerome? If Nellie does possess that knowledge now, what will she do with it? Ava's trash might turn out to be the treasure that leads to her downfall. Will she pay for her role in Morgan's demise? General hospital fans will have to watch and see. General Hospital fans airs weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern on ABC. So that's it. I I honestly kind of hope she dies because she's gotten mm-hmm. away with so much in the past that I'm like, she needs to because so much messed up stuff's happened and like no one can figure out why he's been acting this way and he was definitely in a manic episode and it's like if he was taking his meds and doing all the right things he wouldn't be that way so it's like mm-hmm. either A he was lying about taking his medication or B someone was messing with it right like someone should come to that conclusion 
And I would so. Who would mess with his medication? I mean, someone would have to have would some think. suspicion of her, right? You would think. Right. I mean, I would. I don't trust her. Like, I would not trust her with a 10-foot pole. Like, nothing. Like, she's not trustworthy at all. Uh, I don't feel bad for Kiki, like, that that she has such a manipulative, like, mom. Yeah. So. Yeah, so my answer is I really hope so. <laughs> Me too. As much as I'm not a fan of Morgan, like, that needs to be explained. Like, what led up to his death in his manic episode, because, you know, like, that was definitely part of it. And when you're in a manic episode, you make really irrational, crazy decisions. Even when you're recovering from a manic episode, you make really crazy, irrational decisions. And so I, I get it. I just wish that it would come out, the truth would come out. So hopefully hopefully it will. Agreed. Agreed, agreed. <clears throat> so is that it for General Hospital? Um, yeah, there's a couple other, like, news little verbs, but I, like, my browser is having issues getting back to it. So I don't know. I'm waiting for it to get back to Google and it's having issues. So, um, well, let's see. I'll just quickly recap Frizz. They had scenes where Liz came by, gave them some treats that she makes for her boys that apparently Frankel really likes. He was happy about that. So they went out um, on a little date at the Metro Court and ended up, I think, going to Kelly's. And then Liz had this great conversation with Laura about her feelings for Franco. And then Laura asked her, well, are are you, like, in love with Franco? And she was about to answer. And then uh, Laura got this phone call. So, And then, of course, Franco was eavesdropping on the entire conversation. <laughs> like, Dude, dude is a little too obsessed with Liz for my taste. Like he really is. Like, like I feel like his whole world is consumed by Liz, and I'm like, like, dude, you just need to loosen the reins a little. Like, just stop being a little bit obsessed. Like, be obsessed with something else for a little yeah. while. Like, just, you know, I don't, I don't know. So. Anyway, you get to see him in some scenes too with his mom, which is which are always, you know, interesting. And his mom, of course, Heather Weber's like, "You still hung up on Liz?" And he's like, "Yeah, still hung up on Liz." Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's fun. And Kiki and Dylan had some of the most heartbreaking scenes because it was great. You know, like within like what like a week ago, I was like, I have hope for them. Things are going to be great. They're going to get together, and then Morgan died, and then it's like now Kiki's blaming herself for his death, which I'm like, girl, don't even go there. Like, you might have to blame yourself for his death. Like, this is ridiculous. Um, 
Cause so that's what she's doing, and she's pushing Dylan away, which I'm, like, really mad about because he came over, and he's like, please let me in, and she basically pushes him away. Because at first, like, she she lets him lets him console her, and then she pushes him away. I'm just, like, totally heartbroken by these scenes, and I'm like, can this couple, like, have any more, like, starts and stops? They kind of remind me of Jason and Liz a little bit, a little bit because, like, they'll start, and they'll have, like, a really great, like, like little kissing scenes or love scenes where they're, like, I have feelings for you, you have feelings for me, like, great, great, great. And then it's, like, nope, we can't be together. And I'm, like, seriously? This I, is, like, Jason and Liz all over again. <laughs> like, I keep getting screwed. Um, so, yeah. Can you not do this to me, like, the powers that be, like, I'm I'm done. I've already gone for the Jason and Liz train where it's like starts and stops and like, you know, you keep giving me my couple and then taking the back. I don't want to go through that again. Can you just have Dylan and Kiki like be together and be happy? And like, that's great. But I think it's just going to take some time for her to get over Morgan's death, obviously, and not blame it all on herself because it was not her fault. And once she finds out it's her mother's fault, which I hope she does, ooh, I'm going to be pissed. Right. So, So those are my thoughts. Um, I know there's some, some other great scenes, like Carly had some great scenes with Michael. Um, and um, Michael actually went over and oh, eavesdropped on Kiki and Dylan at some point and went off on Kiki yeah. and blamed her for Morgan's death too. And I was just like, really, dude? You really got to rub it in. I know you're in grief, but my God. And it's like he just lost Sabrina, so I know he's probably not in the best mind. Now he's lost his brother, so it's like two big losses in a row. Um, He's not thinking correctly at the moment, you know. No, not, it's not. So, and of course, Carly right now blames Sonny for, like everyone else blames Sonny for Morgan's death. So, I mean, it's just easy to blame Sonny. Apparently, play the blame game on Sonny. So I actually feel bad for Sonny right now because we really know who's truly to blame. I mean, it's Ava, really, but I wish I feel like Morgan at some point should have known something was off. Like, I'm not acting normal like myself. Like, I should be acting. But I feel like Morgan's always been kind of a bad boy and been kind of erratic that maybe he just didn't notice. I don't... I don't know, but like I said, I was not really a huge fan of his character, but I still think it's unfair that, like, the person who basically messed with his men does not potentially may not pay for her crimes. I hope mm-hmm. I hope Ava does. So I think I think that, for my end, that's about covers it. Um, and... That's it. I mean, it's a slow night, but I hope those of you who listen to this uh, later enjoy. Uh, I would say hello to those of you in the chat room, but there's no one there right now. But um, I'm glad that I was able to uh, recap Jen's event for you all and give you a little bit of my thoughts on GH. Celia may get back to it at some point. 
I'm here. In her busy life, her busy mommy life, but I understand. Yes, it's pretty much the mommy life. It keeps me on my toes. You want to hear some spoilers? I finally got back to my Google. Yes. Why not? Okay. Um, so, more and more lies. Claudette apparently is like a really good liar. And she seems to be the pathological liar that Laura described her as, and Laura hasn't even met her. Claudette ends up pulling a fast one on Griffin Monday, but he touches her in the act and wonders what's going on. He has to know she's not leveling with him, the same way Matt Nathan has to know something is up with Maxie. Maxie Danger. In fact, Nathan finally deduces that Maxie was mistaken for someone else. There's in great danger that Van wants Maxie dead, so either she knows too much or he doesn't believe who she says she is after all. Meanwhile, Laura finds herself distracted during that lunch date with Kevin, especially when she's introduced to a young lady named Charlotte, which is, I believe, Claudette's daughter. Um, more and more heartbreak. Dante has some news for Carly and Sonny, and it doesn't look pleasant. When he leaves, Carly lays down the wall with her husband, and it doesn't look like he's going to win her back anytime soon. It's clear that she'll always love him, but she, but can she ever forgive him for allegedly killing their son? Hidden feelings and heated moments. Hayden seems to end up in Finn's room overnight an awful lot. On Monday, she wakes up there, and the two share a heated moment after she tells him not to touch her. How long can these two continue their game of cat and mouse? Those two just need to get it together and heat up and just, like, get it together. Okay, so that's it. That's that's all that I have right now. Do you think Carly will ever forgive Sonny? Um, who, Carly? Yeah. Probably. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, he might be mad at him now, but... Yeah. She always forgives them in the end, and it pisses me off every time. <laughs> yeah, because you're more of a Charlie fan and not a... Yeah, well, I'm more of a Carly fan, first and foremost. Oh, right. Oh, two more days. Okay. <laughs> Did you see on um, Vampire Diaries tonight, by the way? Nope. Uh... I stopped watching it, like, season four. Okay. When did she become a vampire? Like season five or? Elena oh. became a vampire, like, yeah, beginning of season four. Yeah. Of season it's three, not... she, like, her human self died. Mm hmm. In that car wreck off the bridge, you know, in the water. And so mm-hmm. she said, save, she said, told Stefan, I think, save Matt first and then save me. And then that's how she ended up dying. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Rebecca, I think, drove them off the road. Yeah. She was sent, she was in the road, and he had a, Matt had a slam on his brake and went off the bridge, the Wickery yeah. Bridge. So, well, season yeah. seven is going back to Damon being his bad self, like season one Damon, if you remember that. Like, mm-hmm. 
like he is back and he is like humanity off like the worst version of Damon that you can like picture. Oh, and by the way, he's reading Fifty Shades of Grey, which I think is totally hilarious. Um, now, yeah, uh, and he's with his old buddy, you know, Enzo, and those two are just great and scenes together. So I I loved it. It was good for me and my favorite couple. So. I will just say that I was happy with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I yep. am waiting yep. for a Walking Dead in two days. So. I know. I'm sure you'll be raving about that. Yes. You will see if you friend if you're friends with me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter. Just be ready. Because I'll be ready for Sunday. Nonstop Walking Dead tweets and posts on Facebook, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. Mm. Yep. All right. Well, oh. I think that about covers it. Um, next time we come back, we'll probably come back, I don't know, Usually I do it like once a month, sometimes twice a month. So, mm. but it definitely probably will be next month. So, but of course I'll keep you guys updated on Facebook and Twitter when we're going to have another show. And um, of course, thank you to everyone listening to this is podcast because you're awesome. And uh, I'm going to, probably put it on the liaison radio Facebook page, the um, female collab I was a part of, just so make sure everyone gets it. Um, but it was awesome. And if you have not watched it, you should watch it. I'm just going to say it again. I'm really mm-hmm. happy. And I'm going to be part of an original liaison collab, like the original liaison. And I mean that Steve Burns version and, of course, Rebecca Herbst. And I'm going to be part of another collab where it's going to be just liaison. It's going to be epic. I can feel it. It's going to be awesome. So I put, I took two parts in that. So that'll come out, you know, in the future. I think my due date's like November 15th. So you'll probably see that like at the end of November. So like around a month from now. So of course I will, I'm sure announce that and tweet about it then. Uh, that's it. Um, of course, I'm I'm going to work on other stuff. I still want to do an Elizabeth Weber video. I just don't know if it's going to be to the... I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of undecided. Because <laughs> I thought it was going to be about this one song that I decided on. And every time I like go in and edit it, I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't sometimes, know. Sometimes you just lose like your motivation or your magic that you thought was there for the as an editor and then you just kind of like do I still want to edit this video so I'm I'm kind of at a weird place right now with it but I I'm I'm gonna get back to it um but first I will sleep till I'm dead tomorrow (laughs) because I'm so tired and work's stressing me out so again prayers Julia, anything we can pray for you or for all the people out there? Uh, Not that I can think of. 
Teddy? We can't pray for Teddy? Well, you can pray for Teddy. Yeah. Yeah. Just pray for him. That's always good. God forbid we get any more. Pray for my car to stay running. Uh Uh-oh, yeah, that's a problem with mine, too. Yeah, I have one of those barely running cars. Let me tell you, it's like, of course you want to die. You know, the battery wants to die when I'm sitting at my my son's school to pick him up from school after school. We have a car line. Yeah, I decide to die while I'm in the car line. So all these cars have to go around me. And we're in, the, like, this little cove, so it's not like it's, like, this big-ass cove. Oh, my God. It's, it's awful. And I was coming home yesterday, or the day yesterday, or the day before, whatever, and it decides to die in the middle of the street as I turn on to a side street. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Like, I'm like, really? Like, really? <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. I was like, Daddy, come save me. But my dad's awesome, and he came and saved me, and so uh-huh. we're cool. My but dad's yeah. awesome, too. So you keep saying, you want me to bring my car down? And I'm like, not yet. I'll tell you when. Because I don't, I don't really want his car. Technically, I really want a new car, but he's never going to get me one, and I can't afford one, so I'm at an impasse. Um, but... It's only because it floods really bad here in Louisiana, and I want a car that's further off the ground than, like, half an inch. Is that what you ask? Because I have been through really bad floodwaters where it literally went up to the curb, and I'm literally, you can hear the water, like, sloshing around underneath the vehicle. That's not a good feeling. Yeah. I was talking about New Orleans. My daddy's in New Orleans this weekend. Uh, yeah. Like, is he here for the festivals or for work or, or something? LSU, the LSU Ole Miss guy. Ah, yeah, I heard my boss talk. His, um, his best friend's daughter, um, she is in law school in New Orleans. And so she has an apartment there. So they're going to go stay with her for a night. And then... um go to the game, and then um, go home, come home Sunday. Yeah. Nice. You're going to be in the 50s neighborhood this weekend. Yeah. Awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So, in short, pray for us. We love you guys. We love our listeners. And, um, of course, we'll be back next month. And good night to all. Good night, Christy. I'll talk to you later. Good night. Night. Night, everybody.